Hello, everyone, and welcome back to your favorite sports podcast, Strucky Sports Talk. I'm your amazing host, Colin Struckman, and I have an outstanding show for you guys today. I've got a brand new segment to debut on the show today, and it's called Top 5 Takes. This is about some recent news in the sports world, and I'm going to give my opinion on it. You're not going to see like the NFL or the NBA in this, but it's going to have some kind of undercover stories in sports. So let's get right into it. Tennis player Nick Kyrgios had an outburst in a tournament in Cincinnati last week and was fined $113,000. He's always had a very fiery personality on and off the court, but he crossed the line here because he cursed at the umpire and smashed a few of his rackets. I have to say as a tennis player, that's just unacceptable, especially as a professional at the highest level. Next up is kind of an undercover story. It's about two British triathletes who are disqualified from a race for holding each other's hands at the finish line. So the International Triathlon Union, the ITU, said that the two women cannot finish where an effort to separate the finish times has been made. So this mishap caused the pair to miss the Olympics next year in Tokyo, Japan. This is ridiculous in my opinion. I mean, you miss out on a lifelong dream to go to the Olympics because of this rule. I simply do not stand by it. The third take is about Ohio State trying to trademark the word the. Yeah, that's right. The most commonly used word in our English language. I get it. They want to be called the Ohio State University. But this is crazy if they actually get to trademark the word the. You see how I had to use it even when I was talking about the actual word? That's how absurd the Buckeyes are. Now I want to talk about how an Alabama fan poisoned some trees at the Auburn campus. I mean, talk about heated rivals. This college football season hasn't even started yet, and we've already got some fire to this game. The crazy thing is he's already done this before, so he's got a history, and you can tell this guy really does not like the Auburn Tigers. My final take is about VAR and soccer. And for those of you who don't know, VAR stands for Video Assistant Referee. There was an instant in a match between Manchester City and Tottenham on Saturday, and it looked like Man City had won the match as they scored a late goal but it was overturned by VAR because the ball was touched by a Man City player and the match ended in a 2-2 tie. Now, this was accidental contact, but it was enough to be overturned. I'm not a fan of replay review, especially in this match right here, and it's not the first time it's affected the outcome of a game. Now, these are at a much bigger stage, but for example, the 2013 World Series between the Red Sox and the Cardinals, the Cardinals walked it off on an obstruction call in Game 3, You've got the referees. They missed the crucial pass interference call against the L.A. Rams in the NFC Championship game this year, which cost the Saints had a chance at the Super Bowl. And this year with the Kentucky Derby, it looked like maximum security had won the race, but the horse was disqualified because it was ruled that the jockey had impeded upon another horse, Country House, so that horse would end up winning the race. Sports are great when you let the players play, and I feel like if all sports convert to replay all the time, we're going to lose this. And I hate to say I hate to say it, but sports are probably going to be a little less enjoyable then. In my opinion, replay or view has ruined the enjoyment of sports where historic events occur organically throughout the course of the game, and I don't think you're necessarily going to see that anymore. Seeing this happen in the match just solidified my opinion about replay, and, and this new era of technology where we see it taking over everything in our lives it's just going to take over sports and sports fans including myself are not going to be able to thoroughly enjoy 
a great game because of this new technology, and it can be beneficial. Don't get me wrong here. But it can also disrupt games in ways that can cost a team a game, and that's what happened in this soccer match right here. So that's my take on replay review, and that was top five takes for the first time on Strucky Sports Talk. The Red Sox are red hot right now after rattling off five straight wins, and it started on Friday night with a 9-1 win over the Orioles. I was at Fenway for this one. It was a very enjoyable experience because of the offensive attack on Baltimore. Ben Intendi led the way with three hits and two RBIs on the night. Mookie homered in the win, and Rick Porcello, he had a gem of an outing. He pitched six innings and only allowed one run on four hits. Dominant performances on Saturday and Sunday led to a series sweep over the Orioles as the Sox shut out Baltimore 4-0 on Saturday. The home run ball propelled the Sox to a win as Rafael Devers hit a two-run homer and Brock Holt added a solo shot. The game on Sunday afternoon was a wacky one as Boston won 13-7, but they started the game down 6-0 after a rough outing from the starter Nate Evaldi. Devers hit a double off the green monster to take the lead and he continued his amazing series against the Orioles with a two-run home run late in the game to seal the victory. After this series, I think you can say, Rafael Devers is an AL MVP candidate. I certainly didn't feel this way heading into the season, but with the years halving, you can definitely make this argument. This is a guy that leads the league with 101 RBIs, leads the league in the hits with 167, and is the league leader in doubles with 46. He's leading the majors in those offensive categories, and I believe he's made his case to be in the MVP conversation and maybe even win it. He's got competition with guys like Mike Trout, DJ LeMahieu, maybe Alex Bregman, but he's just so dominant offensively, like I mentioned before. I don't think the Red Sox would be in the playoff race at all this year without Devers in the year he's having. Unfortunately, not everything was great news after this sweep against the Orioles. Chris Sale is done for the season, the elbow flare up there's some inflammation there and it looks like he's gonna need surgery so he's done for the year and he's always had issues with this since joining the Red Sox thank goodness it's not Tommy John so he probably would have been done for this year and next year if he had Tommy John so this has not helped the Red Sox pitching situation as David Price was recently side sidelined with an injury hopefully he'll return soon Alex Cora recently stated he would return for the road trip out west so the Red Sox, this is a this is just a blow right here. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, Sale is not having the great year that he usually does. He's not a Cy Young candidate. He's six and eleven, but the pitching situation could not be worse, and it could not hit Boston at the wrong time more than it did right here. So, you know, right in the Red Sox are kind of red hot right now. You know, I get that they played three games against the Orioles. And they won all of them like they should have. But, you know, they're they're just trying to find their way in the wild card race. You know, they got to catch up to the Indians, the Athletics, the Rays, who all have excellent bullpens. I mean, they have some great bullpens, some great arms there. Red Sox really don't have any great bullpen help. The starting rotation without sale, without price. It's just going to decline from there, and I get, you know, you throw Valdi in there, maybe he'll help, but he had a rough start against the Orioles, and they're one of the worst teams in the majors. Erod's having a great year, so obviously he's going to continue that. And then Porcello hopefully picks it up. He had a great start against the Orioles, so Red Sox pitching, it just couldn't have hit at a worse time 
than it did right now. So hopefully we'll see Sale ready to go next year. He's always had some injuries since joining the Red Sox, but this is just terrible news after this sweep against the Orioles. So we'll see what happens with this pitching staff, but it's certainly it's not a great time for the Red Sox right now. The Phillies are headed to Fenway Park for a two-game series in Boston. The Phillies hold a 64-60 and record heading into the series with the Sox and sit two games back in the NL wildcard race. So both these teams are very desperate to get into the postseason this year, and this is a crucial series. So let's take a little scouting report on Philly and the star players, clearly outfielder Bryce Harper. This guy signed the biggest contract in sports history this offseason as he signed a 13-year $330 million deal with the Phils. The Sox may have caught Harper at the wrong time. He's red hot right now. In his last seven games, he has four homers and 12 RBIs, and I think we all saw that mammoth walk-off grand slam against the Cubs last week. He started the season slow, but is picking up right now, so he's definitely an integral part in Philly's starting lineup. Another star in their lineup is Reese Hoskins, who has 24 homers this year, so you definitely have to be careful pitching to him when he's at the plate. Now to the pitching side of things, the Sox have to start the series in a very tough way as they face Aaron Nola, who's clearly the ace of the Philadelphia pitching staff. He's having an amazing year as he is 11-3 with a 3.56 ERA. The Sox will not face as tough of a starter in the series finale as they face Drew Smiley, who's only 2-6 with a horrendous 7.09 ERA. The Sox will counter with Brian Johnson tonight and Rick Porcello on Wednesday night. I expect the Sox to split the series with Philly, even though Boston's offense is red hot right now. I think they're going to have some difficulty figuring out Aaron Nola, but they'll probably figure out Drew Smiley. The Phils have had an up-and-down year, but I don't think they've met expectations this year The media that the media set for them heading into the season. But they just swept the Cubs to put them back in the wildcard race, so they're definitely right in the thick of things. So those are my thoughts heading into the series with Philly. It's going to be a good one, so tune in and watch the Red Sox and the Phils duke it out on Tuesday and Wednesday night. So let's check in on the boys from Barrington competing in the Little League World Series in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. They started the tournament very slowly with a 3-0 loss to South Riding, Virginia, in which there were no hit in the loss, but they responded quickly with a 6-1 win over Bowling Green, Kentucky to stave off elimination and stay alive. They look to stay alive yet again with the game tonight against Elizabeth, New Jersey. So tune into that one. It's at 7.30 Eastern time on ESPN. Cheer on our team from the Ocean State in Williamsport. Thank you for listening to another edition of Strucky Sports Talk, and I want to thank you guys for following along and listening to the first few episodes of this new podcast. I had an idea of starting one because I'm very passionate about sports, and it's been a great ride so far. Once school starts, I'm not going to be doing as many episodes. It'll be like an every once in a while thing, so not as often as I'm doing them right now. But I've got some great episodes planned for you guys in the near future, and I know you'll enjoy those. To be a very loyal listener of Strucky Sports Talk, you can follow me on social media. My Instagram account for this podcast is at Strucky's underscore sports underscore talk. That's all lowercase letters. And you can follow me on Twitter at Colin Struckman. That's a capital C and a capital S. 
I post my episodes on my Twitter account, so you should definitely check that out. So I've got two outro songs for you guys today, and it relates to the Blinded by the Light movie I saw this weekend. It was a great film, and I highly recommend it. So, of course, i got to play some Springsteen for you guys to help you get through this weekend. I'm going to play, of course, Blinded by the Light by Bruce Springsteen, and I've got a second song for you after this one. The second one is Springsteen by Eric Church. Now, this just goes to show how much his music influenced other artists, and I think Eric Church is one of them. He's easily my favorite country artist, but their styles are similar. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Don't forget to follow me on social media. I hope you join me next time, and I'll see you guys later. Without further ado, here's Springsteen by Eric Church. <laughs>